Hello and welcome back to the Car Week podcast. This is episode two. In this episode, we're doing motorsport, which is more than we did last week. We've got car news again, new cars, and another car debate. So, let's kick it off with the motorsport. Right, yeah, um, in the past two weeks, there has been the German Grand Prix and the Hungarian Grand Prix. And what I can both say for both of them, crazy Grand Prix. Well, Germany was a crazy one, and then just an amazing Hungarian GP. Has been always on the Always on the edge of your seat for both of them. But let's first start with the uh, German Grand Prix. Not a lot to note from uh, qualifying too much. Just your average uh, F1 qualifying. The only thing's really to note is the um, failure from Ferrari with Vettel and Leclerc. Both uh, Vettel not setting a time at all, so he started P20. And Leclerc starting P10. He got to Q1 and got out of the car due to some mechanical failure. I don't actually know what the failure was, but he didn't set time. So he started from P10. Um, Hamilton was on pole. Verstappen second. Bottas third. And Gasly. I think he only got fourth because the uh, two Ferraris weren't actually in the mix at all. Mm. I mean, what can we say about Gasly, for God's sake? (laughs) The man. I had so much hope for him when he left Toro Rosso and joined Red Bull. I mean. Mm. That was his big, you know, big leap. Just Vettel. Madness. Oh, mate. Absolute madness. We'll get on to where he finished in a minute because yeah. there's, a, there's a kind of a bit to get through. Uh, to yeah, in with. between that. Um, so, obviously, on they started behind the uh, safety car to start with. They did a few formation laps on, on the safety car. I think it was three, then, which counted the laps down, which then the um, stewards then uh, rightly decided because every driver was shouting at him to start on the uh, standing start. They did a standing oh. start. Uh, Verstappen got away horribly, uh, so did Gasly, allowed Hamilton and Bottas to just run away. It looked like it was just going to be another Mercedes trouncing, another one-two for him. Mm. But then it all sort of kicked off on lap two with Perez spinning and crashing into the wall, which I was a bit surprised about because Perez, a wet race is normally his bread and butter. He can normally get a podium out of it, mm. especially with the two Ferraris as far down as they were. It was looking like he was probably going to get... He was going to thrive in that. Uh, it looked yeah. like he was going to get a midfield team on the podium, which we did, but it, it was all up in the air for who he was going to get. But yeah. Perez is normally the one to sort of come out on top. And then uh, after that, you had uh, Carlos Sainz. Everyone was getting caught out with, with this. Was the drag strip yeah. going onto the first straight? Yeah. Because it was full of rubber from where he was obviously doing drag racing. With the water on top of it, it became an ice rink. He uh, started sliding on there. He was one of the first to um, nearly drift off and find the wall. Note the first, because... The, fir- uh... the first of many. Yeah, he um, he nearly found the wall. And then after that, Ricardo retired. Another engine failure, which annoyed me, to be fair. Because um, re- did you hear their reason for it? No. They, were, they gave him the old engine. So this one had done about six or five races or something like that. And it was like, oh, yeah, we don't care because we feel like he'll get a better placement at Hungary. Oh, so they just wrote off that race. They pretty much wrote it off. They retired. keeping a newer engine for the second half of the season. Which didn't help him anyway because he qualified. He didn't even make it out of Q1 at qualifying. Which uh, Ricardo Q3. I can't remember. Very depressing to see. Oh, mate, I I just want him to win. (laughs) I I just want him to get his championship. He deserves it at this point. And then lap 27... Another retirement, so I think this is the third retirement of the race. It is Lando Norris. He retired due to a gear sink failure and losing power. 
Which is unfortunate because we all love Lando Norris here. Everyone loves Lando. The Milkman, we all love him. The Milkman. Meme Lord. <laughs> and then the most, this what kicked off everything really. Lap 29, Leclerc crashing into the wall mm-hmm. at the very final turn. I have to admit, I was very sad because he was on pace to win it. He, um, When he pitted for fresh inters, he was three seconds quicker than... Lewis Hamilton when Lewis Hamilton was leading it was it was looking like Leclerc might have got his very first win of the season and yeah he binned it in the it made me really sad watching the onboard cam because mm. he's, he's just he's so angry and he's like come on Charles come on Charles get it out <sighs> mate he, he needs a win he's put he's got so much pressure on him being at Ferrari as well mm. he just he just needs that win he's had two pole positions he should have won in Bahrain but he got out of it because of uh, his engine his engine failure up. And then, obviously, Verstappen just came through with a madness victory in uh, Austria. But, yeah, he should, he, he was on pace. and I just want him he to win that. He, yeah. he needs that first win just to give him the momentum for the rest of the season. Now, I think he's getting very, like, at Bahrain, he got very struck frustrated when he crashed into the wall. He just, he just needs that win to get him in the right mind state, I think, now. Because he's really fighting now. Oh, yeah. Because yeah. it's the way... Um, he crashed out because this one wasn't it wasn't due to him doing anything it's just he had hit a wet patch and sort of the back end oh there was nothing he could do oh no yeah he got a bit of oversteer on that wet patch and it just sent him and the minute he got on that drag strip the way he was facing he was done he tried to counter steer but it just he wasn't going to move anywhere he had no grip and then on the same lap Hamilton come round and then uh, crashed five feet up from him which is and the fact that he saw Hamilton bounce and get back out he was, when there's nothing Charles can do sitting in his it car. It was all to do with the way Hamilton actually hit the wall. Where Charles went in, he went in more front ways. Yeah. Hamilton went in more sideways, bounced off the wall and had the momentum to keep the wheel spinning and keep moving. But as you can see in the picture, if you're um, a on YouTube. On video listener, but for audio listeners, we've got a picture of uh, Lewis Hamilton in the wall. He knocked off his front wing and he's on slicks at this point. And then he says to the team he's going to dive into the pits, but he's already gone past the commitment cone. Mm-hmm. So he Four drives the across the uh, grass, dives into the pits, and has, I think, a one-minute pit stop. But because he didn't go around the commitment cone properly, they gave him a five-second time penalty. And uh, that was just the start of the bad stuff for Lewis yeah. Hamilton. Yeah, because Mercedes just really dropped it that race. Because when, when Hamilton dived into the pits, they were, wait, they were actually expecting Bottas to go in. So they didn't have the toes and or front wing ready for Lewis when he went in. Yeah. If so you that's see, why he was sat there for ages. They're just running around getting the tyres. They got the wrong set of tyres and they got the correct ones. If like you see mess. footage of it, it's literally them looking at the car thinking, oh, they, there's the a car yeah. in here now. What, what, what are we meant to do? And then you see everyone barking orders at each other trying to get the right mm. tyres. And then... Um, oh, one thing I do want to take note of, the wall is a Mercedes-sponsored wall. <laughs> the Ferrari went into it and got stuck. The Mercedes went into it and carried on. They got, they got that extra Some bounce. Cheating. <laughs> they, cheating bounce. Going they put on. the bounce in the wall for them. Yeah. Right. But did you hear the reason why they think they did so badly at there? Because no. obviously it was their 125th Grand Prix. or uh, Years of racing. Years of racing, sorry. They, cause they put the new livery on the car. So they had they got the half-and-half half livery, like we can see in the picture. Yeah, and German racing white and... The, Oh, Basically, like they was all wearing flat caps, suspenders and everything. Yeah, I and, saw that in the pits. Yeah, and Toto Wolf basically came out and said everyone was not on the ball. No one was really 
it was all too busy celebrating 125 yeah, years. They didn't actually focus on the race. So that's what they're putting it down to at the moment. Mm. But I can sort of see. I mean, yeah. Yeah, and then uh, lap 41. Who have I got? Right, okay. Yeah, I'll, I'll figure this out now. <laughs> I didn't write it down on my notes. But in the picture, the same video listeners can see, we've got a picture of uh, Nico Hulkenberg. He's uh, sliding into the wall. He was in prime position to get a podium. I think he was fourth or fifth when he uh, slid into the wall. Again, like uh, Charles Leclerc, he hit the drag strip. But instead of braking or instead of not pressing anything and just letting the car settle itself, he decided to hit the brakes. And at that point, everything locked up. He lost all his grip and he just slid straight into the wall, making it a uh, double Renault dropout and (laughs) costing Nico Hulkenberg possibly his very first... uh, Podium, podium which he deserves oh, because, like, he's been going for so long he, he needs it really yeah because doesn't he have like the longest streak of never having a podium in F1 he's never had a podium ever because every time he's got closer something's gone wrong and he's stacked it oh yeah he's. I think the clo- closest he's got was fourth with a Force India when mm. he was racing for them but I don't think he's ever he's never got any higher than that mm. which is a bit sad because he's a great talent and he, he if he wa- if he got there this was his chance to really prove to Renault and everyone else that he is a top talent. Because like, he's got Daniel Ricciardo as his teammate now. He, he really needs to prove that he is this this person that everyone thinks he is. Because everyone sees him as a champion in waiting. But he hasn't really had the chance to prove it too much. Yeah, now he, with Ricciardo as a teammate, he needs, he needs to prove it. Um, and then after that, lap 45, everyone was on the inters. The track was starting to dry up. Mm-hmm. Uh, racing point... They decide to pitch Stroll, their last remaining car, in for some softs. And doing this gave them the lead of the race. Because the track dried up, the conditions were a lot better. Yeah. After a couple of laps, everyone saw that and saw what the Force India, the Force India, <laughs> the racing point <laughs> was doing. And uh, dived into pits and he was leading the race for racing point which is yeah. <laughs> a madness. I can't really <laughs> yeah. understand That's it, the only way to describe it, yeah. And then lap 57 went bad to worse for Mercedes. Mm-hmm. Bottas crashes in the first after the first corner. I don't, I don't know why it happened. I couldn't remember, didn't see the. Uh, I uh, I watched the bit about where it was going from wet to dry conditions. You can see the dry line where they basically have to train track their way around the round. Oh, the so, so they have to hit the one dry line that's going. Yeah, yeah. and um, Bottas's uh, back left tire just went. A little bit onto the wet patch, lost grip, spun out and straight in the wall. Yeah, and that's uh, that's all she wrote for Bottas, which I feel sorry for him because it's looking like Ocon's going to have his seat next year. <laughs> which I am secretly happy about. I'm happy about, but I feel sorry for him. He just yeah. he just never got it. He was all right at Williams. He was doing really well. I reckon he probably needed another year at Williams just to sort of get himself going. Mm. And then uh, then he could have gone to Mercedes. But, but it was more of Mercedes like, we need a replacement now because Rosberg decided yeah. I've had enough. Bye. Yeah, Rosberg retired after one championship because he couldn't race uh, Lewis anymore. anymore. It was too much of a strain on him. Yeah, he just couldn't <laughs> do it. Uh, and then after that, we had uh, lap 62, Gasly and Albon collision. I don't know if you saw the onboard or anything. Gasly's gone round the corner. Albon's in front of him. Yeah. He's gone to go underneath him. But instead of turning the steering wheel like a normal person to get underneath him, he's probably moved it about... Five oh, inch. so he's just gone straight into him. Oh, he's just basically driven straight in, in into him and uh, cost himself, what, I think it was eighth, when he should have really been about third or fourth, uh, third or second. 
in that uh, Red Bull, considering his teammate was leading the race and then yeah, eventually no. won the race. But I don't know. I just Gasly, like I say, I just mm. give up with him now. I, d- I loved him when he's in Toro Rosso. Fought P four at Bahrain, and he just he's just gone downhill. He just yeah, because I think like um yeah because um when Gasly was being interviewed at um the British Grand Prix, the because then he had actually somewhat felt comfortable in the car. He ended up saying that the question he got was do you do you think the team's building a bit more around for Stafford? He just goes, oh yeah, it's quite obvious that they're building around him because the car works for him, but it don't work for me. But why wouldn't they build around him when? He's given them all their results. Yeah, yeah but you'd want both to. As a team, they would want both cars up there. So yeah, I would think build evenly. But when the when you've given the guy the car and you've believed in him this far into the season and he's mm. not giving you any good results, when you could give that effort into someone you know is going to provide solid yeah. results. Yeah, and win the it race. Does, for it you. does sort of swing it around, but at the same time, though, like you like has been said. He has just sort of dropped it at the minute. Mm-hmm. Well, he needs to go. Well, I think he needs to, do, he needs to voluntarily go Toro back Rosso's. to Toro Rosso, build his confidence back. Mm. He has no confidence in the car whatsoever. Yeah. Build his confidence back with a car he was comfortable with. Mm-hmm. Probably either put, I think they put Kvyat or Albon. I don't know. I don't know which one they want to put in, but they put one of the two in, mm. and he just needs to build his confidence. And then once he proves himself again with Toro Rosso, come back harder and better with Red Bull and prove himself and prove himself again. But I, I don't know if they'll give him that chance. They might mm. do. I mean, look what they've done with Kvyat. I mean, the man got P3 in this Grand Prix, for God's yeah, sake. Yeah, in um, but Germany. That well, was I, pretty I, good. I don't know. And then uh, after that, there wasn't too much else other than Kvyat on the podium for Toro Rosso, their second Fighting ever podium. <laughs> their second ever podium, though, is Toro Rosso. The only other one they Go got on. was a win in Monza with Sebastian Vettel. Yeah. And uh, then Vettel, the man we haven't mentioned as far yet P20 to P2 a great race madness he, he sort of got lost in the middle to start in the uh, like in the middle of the race he didn't yeah. really yeah. make any gains he didn't move anywhere but towards the end he came alive P2 and then uh, speaks for itself yeah. doesn't it and then Max Verstappen great drive won the race on five pit stops five five pit stops and then I'll just quickly have a mention the, both the Alphas that were in the points, they got 30 second time penalties due to the wrong torque measurement being put on their cars. So they had illegal torque measurements right. for the race. Yeah, so they could control the wheel spin a little bit yeah. more on so the So basically, wet. they got bumped out of the top 10, promoting Robert Kubica, getting Williams' first mm. ever point for the season. And I think it might be their only point, unless uh, George Russell has a Because madness. George Russell is doing really well in that car now. He, he deserved the point. Considering, like, what in qualifying for uh, the Hungarian Grand Prix, he managed to get the car nearly into Q2. Oh, yeah, he. I, was, one I, position I watched the out. lap. He had a great lap. He qualified P, uh, P9, but obviously he was the first to cross the line. Mm. Then everyone else came over and he was like, back down you go, Williams. See mm. you later. Uh, yeah, that was it for the uh, German Grand Prix. The Hungarian Grand Prix, it was a great Grand Prix. Not a lot happened other than watching the front two duke it out for nearly the entire race, which was amazing. And um, also both the Toro Rosso's wheel, by, wheel to yes, wheel that four was corners. Amazing, yeah. Oh, yeah, that was great and all. Um, and that was really fine for Gasly's seat. <laughs> that was. <laughs> so Gasly become a boy. They both know they're fighting for Gasly's seat at this point, so mm. they're just going to make a race of it. 
Uh, the only thing from qualifying is, well, two things actually. Leclerc's crash in Q1 into the barrier didn't damage the car too badly. They just surprisingly, him. surprisingly, I saw the. I don't know how it didn't do any worse than it did. He the shunted so badly was into just that barrier. Break the rear wing a little bit. Yeah, and they just that. chucked a whole new rear wing on him. And he was like sorted. And then Max Verstappen getting his first ever pole for uh, in his career, which he was a long time coming. He missed out on becoming the youngest ever pulser. He could have done that last year at Mexico, but Danny Rick qualified above him. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, fair play to Max Verstappen. He's doing bits. Yeah, he nearly won that race as well, but Mercedes strategy call on uh, lap, what was it, 46, uh, 49, sorry. They called him in. He was on uh, the hard compound tyre. They dropped him onto the mediums, went all the way to the end and caught Verstappen, overtook him for the lead. Uh, yeah, and then other than that, Bottas, a really bad first lap again. He went down to oh, P20, got some front wing damage with a collision with Leclerc. And uh, yeah, that was that. I think this has pretty much spelled the end for Ma- uh, for Valtteri Bottas. I don't see mm, him at yeah. Mercedes next year. <laughs> and that's pretty much it for uh, the Hungarian GP. The motorsport of the week. And that is the motorsport. Right, Jared is coming in next with a bit of car news on... On the um, Renault Ganaros Trophy R. Renault Fambles. Sorry, what? <laughs> I, I saw did it because mar- I find it interesting. I saw a Mark 1 <laughs> Twinger. Oh, and I, I screamed. I was like, what? <laughs> you and your Renault Mark 1 Twingos, for God's sake. So is this 2019, is it? Yeah, uh, yeah. What's coming out this year? So, um... So yeah, to, to start to start off off with, this um this car is the one above the standard RS, mm-hmm. which um you get three you've got three different uh, option packages that you can go for with it, which is you've got the just classes the standard one for this car, which which will cost you fifty one thousand one hundred forty pounds, and okay, it's, it's, ch- <laughs> it's cheap then basically is what you're telling me. Not really, but then uh. <laughs> Yeah, with that, all you sort of get is uh, Ren- a Renault Sport who've taken over the project. I've done like a load of weight saving and everything like that, so that makes it about 130 kilos lighter than the normal RS. Yeah, and like you, oh, you get what you expect where a car's been developed on Nurburgring, like <laughs> Brembo brakes, Odin's shock the whole can and I a assume, lot of carbon. Can I assume that that has basically no interior, no back seats, and that's about actually, it? Actually, the interior is pretty full. It's actually. Oh, oh my God. I and thought when you said it was weight-saving oh, 130 kilos, I thought, that's it, the, the interior is going to no. be a seat and a steering wheel, you and can, that's about it. You can roughly see through that um, picture. Well, video listeners will have the picture coming up. But for audio, basically, it has got a full road interior with, um, I think it's Sabelt Carbon bucket seats <laughs> just in case oh. but then like yeah so the second pack uh, option pack that you can get for this car will cost you £63,000 and oh. you get carbon alloy wheels that, um, that the most that you get out of that is it reduces the un- unsprung weight by about 2 kilos what having the carbon wheels yeah <laughs> and then any weight savings a goal <laughs> then just uh-huh. in just in case you have a lot of money <laughs> And just in case you've got a lot of money to spend on um on a Renault. Which I don't. Uh, <laughs> you can spend seventy two thousand pounds with the Nurburgring record pack, which um is allegedly set up 
the same one that has that set the new hot hatch uh, lap record. Oh. Which um. Yeah, the, the most information I found about that is it includes three hundred ninety millimeter carbon ceramic brakes with gold finished calipers and <laughs> straight feeder dynamic air intake. Due to this pricing, Jack, <laughs> it's back to Renault Twingos for you. <laughs> <laughs> but they, but for just the specs of it in general, the one it has the one point eight liter turbo from the normal RS. Do not sixteen five point one seconds. Uh, and just some for stuff from like a. Say, that's actually really good for a hot hatchback. Yeah. Then it's like. It looks nice. Then, <laughs> I think it looks really good. It's yeah. wide, it's got some it. good aero. It does look really the nice. The diffuser. That bump, yeah. if, if you look at that bump, it, does it not remind you of the A class of like 2015? Yeah. 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 It looks really the nice. The little vents on the side. Yeah. And then just, uh, just some extra bits I found out about it. For all of this, Renault was spot and the parts that it's got. And, uh, have uh, made track focus Bridgestone tyres for this car <laughs> <laughs> and like I mentioned like Buckets is from Sabel did the allegedly did the lap record in seven minutes allegedly oh. he, he said when I was researching it was just a constant alleged alleged so I'm going to go with alleged um, I can't tell him that we've done it in ten minutes allegedly yeah, we did was, it in seven minutes that was <laughs> after the Lamborghini incident <laughs> wasn't it where the <laughs> They did the fastest lap, but no one seemed to see it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, we did the fastest lap, we promise. Do you have a video of it? Nah. What's the maybe. video? <laughs> the, the tape got lost. Yeah, you see? Yeah, yeah don't worry about it. Yeah, so uh, allegedly you did the lap in seven minutes, uh, 40 sec- 40.10 seconds, beating the um, lap record set by the current Honda Civic Type R, which did it in seven minutes, 43.8 seconds. Boot that piece of shit off the thing. Oh. But, uh, yeah, take, it, take it as you will. I quite like the car. I like the car. I like that. I just hate Honda Civics, okay? It's uh, a... <laughs> it's an irrelevant <laughs> hate. <laughs> Mate, he said it knocked you off the lap record, and that makes me very happy, okay? Yeah, he likes it even more. <laughs> I would buy one now if I had 50 grand to spare. <laughs> but, yeah, that's that's that. Quite nice. Yeah, yeah nice. no, it is nice. It's I think it's nice a good-looking car. I mean, it's a Renault, but I, I guarantee the Not minute you try and drive that around the uh, just around town or anything, just because of how the suspension is set up for going around the Nurburgring, it's yeah. like any small bump you're gonna feel it going straight yeah. through your back, and it's like no, can't do it anymore. Gonna have to drive it really fast and try and hope. <laughs> Who's driving it around town though, realistically? <laughs> Let's be honest. <laughs> Let's be honest. You're you really spent seventy not, grand you? on a Renault Megane and you're not gonna be driving it around town, are you? Nah, I'll let you off <laughs> on would. that one. To be fair. <laughs> Okay, time for some new cars. And the first one we're starting is, I don't know how to pronounce it. I think it's the Lotus Evija. E-V-I-J-A. What is it with Lotus and some really weird names? Can, but you, not, can you not punch your mouth? Essentially, <laughs> the story goes that Lotus received some cash from their investors to come up with this new car. It's full electric hypercar. 1,972 brake horsepower. Jesus. Yep. Capable of over 200 miles an hour. There's only going to be 130 of them. And they expect to be 1.7 million. Uh, it's the, fu- the the lightest electric hypercar in production. Well, when it comes out, it will be. And also, has a driving range of 250 miles. That's not bad. Which, for, for, for a, a hypercar, I was say, for a on one charge, is everything going electric? <laughs> well, everything's going to go electric at the end of the Eventually. day. Eventually. Sadly. 
One thing they did say, though, is 0-60 in under three seconds. And, I mean, a lot of the hypercar supercars are competing in under three seconds now, so I think they need to be a bit more specific to make it worth the money. Same thing is with electric cars, because they have that initial torque on them, I would have thought they'd have been a lot faster, especially for a hypercar electric car. That's 1.7 million. I would have thought they'd been like... It come out, yeah, this is our hypercar, it's electric, it does a 0-60 in one second. <laughs> one second. <laughs> one second, there you go. Now, the next vehicle, new vehicle, is something which... You did not mention that interior, actually. Oh, yeah, sorry. The Lotus's interior is it's a bit of a madness. What is that? I'm getting Sesto Elemento vibes from the seat. <laughs> the steering wheel is very wide. Does like that remind you of the, the Vulcan one? You know, where it's like meant to be yeah. the racing yeah. feel, uh, steering wheel. Yeah. yeah. It's got some weird column in the middle. But yeah, no, the next thing is not a new car. It's a new vehicle, which I've snuck it into the Car Week podcast because I think it's worth mentioning. And what it is, is the Engler F.F. And it's the world's first super quad. Super quad. If you're They're listening to the audio, anything. head over to the YouTube channel, which is uh, youtube.com slash carweekpodcast, and have a look at this. This... Um, yeah, it, it looks different. Yeah, if you want to do your own research, it's the Engler E-E-N-G-L-E-R-F dot F. And it's, yeah, it's a super quad. And I, I mean, it doesn't look like a quad bike, does it? I don't quite know it what looks to like say a spaceship. about it. Oh, you're not ready for the specs, though. I don't, I, no, I'm just not ready to look at it. <laughs> it looks hideous. <laughs> it looks like um, when Peugeot were doing their concepts of sports cars and they all looked really weird and flat. I mean, it's not a car. <laughs> it, lo- it looks like a car. I'm <laughs> half expecting someone to sit either side. Yeah. But you sit in the mi- That's what middle of the so hand. That's what I was so confused about. I, I thought it was like a concept car, like so one person seat in the middle. And I looked and said, super quad. I was like... There's um, super quads, but I mean it's the world's first, and I don't know if you're ready for this. Top speed of 217 miles an hour. <laughs> you're just gonna fly off the back <laughs> on a quad bike. You're not even gonna stay on the thing, bike, though, are you? It gets better. Nought to 60 in 2.5 seconds. Well, it's beat that Lotus then. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Imagine nought to 60. With you're exposed completely, you're holding on to handlebars. That's what I say. You are not going to stay on that thing. You're going to fly off. Like once on a bike, though. when you can wrap yourself around the bike. <laughs> Eight hundred horsepower. Eight hundred horsepower in a super quad. Is you're not going to outrun a farmer on that then. Well, this is the thing. Do you think it's electric? I'd imagine so. Yeah. Do you think it's electric? I have no clue. 5.2 litre V10. Jesus. <laughs> in a quad bike. Oh, God. You're definitely not out running a farm at this you're, time. You're no. literally going to have like a oh um, five-point harness just strapping you yeah. down everywhere to that quad just to keep you on it. I think Jared's just come up with their promotional thing. Imagine seeing that, but in a farm. Like the background, but it's got the Engler in the front. The super quad. But like someone's already put the it on my like, off on the wheels. front. <laughs> a little lifted. Oh. Some man's go through your field. Don't worry. Use your V10. Use the V10 to catch him. <laughs> but it is just crazy. Carbon everywhere. It looks... I don't I don't know how to describe it. I just don't like it. The, the amount look- of carbon makes it look like a Lamborghini. <laughs> uh, the wheels as well, I think it may look... Make oh, look the wheels like look amazing, to be fair. But the rest of the body just looks... Yeah. I'm not. It, it's got. It looks like it's got a lot of stuff missing. <laughs> it does, doesn't it's, it? It's just missing a doors and a roof, and you're like, "What have you done?" 
there's like isn't that I was oh, it's not a car so there's no dash but there is no dash whatever it is like <laughs> do you see anything no. you have to guess your speed you said it's the first super quad it could yes. be the last super quad in my mind what if this is a benchmark what if you know <laughs> everyone's riding just start making super quads everyone's riding around in super quads on the motorway just you know I'd love to see super quad racing <laughs> oh god no Jesus that wouldn't be dangerous <laughs> would it open cockpit like, well, it's not even a cockpit just open you're just sitting on four deaths per year just because everyone's getting run over <laughs> they fly off going into the first corner boom what I'd like to finish talking about the Engler with is Engler if you're listening we want to try the super quad <laughs> I want to see this thing in real life I mean I slated it but I wouldn't like to give it a go oh yeah with. forgot to mention power to rate ratio of 1 to 1 oh yeah not bad fair enough I want to give it a go that is still I mean you're saving on the dash uh, just steering wheel it. and everything else yeah actually so you'd hope so wouldn't you I was going to say it's not like I've got a lot to weigh it down but um, however there's a lot of power so They've done bits. Why don't you still have the same way as a normal quad bike? <laughs> Turn too much, you can tip over. I hope it's a bit better. <laughs> the next one is uh, it's a new kit from Novatech for the 600LT. And the 600LT is incredible. It's, it's a McLaren 1, <laughs> 2. Mm. It's like the mix of a Grand Tour and a race car all in one. It's. Mm. It's almost like the mix between the 570 and the 720S I, in it. But I don't know what it is about McLarens, but they just get it right. They do. I love they the look of them. Are. I just everything about a McLaren. Amazing. I just like it. I just love it. Yeah, and I think it looks sick. But then here we have the Novatech kit on top of that. So 688 brake horsepower, 2007, uh, 2007, 207 miles per hour. <laughs> 2007 miles. 2007. Oh god. And 0.60 and 2.8. But this is what we talk about the Lotus. If that's doing 0.60 and 2.8. What's the Lotus going to be doing? Like, we need to know. So, you know. <laughs> Not 16 sub one second. <laughs> You're there now. In hyperspeed. This is where it's, <laughs> it's like really slow. <laughs> somehow they've got the lightest electric hypercar, they, loads of power, and somehow they've made it they this They've bugged it up somewhere along the lines. <laughs> but, you know, it's basically a lot of more aero, which is all wind tunnel tested for downforce, aerodynamics, and everything. And. Um, it's obviously got the Novatech exhaust on it to make it sound spicy. Because of course they would, wouldn't they? I imagine it sounded quite well to start with. Just with the oh, Novatech bet, exhaust yeah. on it now is... Uh, let top me just put it, it right over the edge now. It's the cherry on top. <laughs> nah. But come on, if, you, if you're going to buy a McLaren, would you not buy a P1 to start with, though? To start with? <laughs> make your way just down go, the order. Yeah, make your way down the order. You start off with a P1. Then you get the Senna. Then it sets on fire, so you get a P1. <laughs> no, that's your bonfire. Oh, yeah. When your camper uses oh, it's on fire again. <laughs> right, what car are you taking camping? I'm taking the bonfire, what do you mean? <laughs> do you not see how back? <laughs> it's already on fire, let's get there quickly. <laughs> Next section it comes to is the car debate. And here we go again, what and have we got this yeah, time, Joe? We... So, I, would... I don't know how to describe these cars, I guess just like new modern day coupes yeah modern day coupes with the mercedes c63 which connor has yep jared has the bmw m4 and i have the audi rs5 and jared's starting so tell us why the bmw is better than the mercedes and the audi well <laughs> this is more from information i don't really think argument. he can yeah. <laughs> um, but uh yeah just to start off with the um m4 
He's got a uh, three liter twin turbo straight six, producing four hundred and twenty four horsepower, four hundred and six uh, pound foot of torque at one thousand eight hundred fifty RPM. So, ish good. <laughs> ish good. <laughs> ish good. <laughs> Not uh. Because everything does it to 62 now, not 62 yeah. in 4.1 seconds, not to 108.6, top speed of 155 mile an hour. And I'll put the prices of uh, you could go with either a non competition or, or a competition pack, which the non competition is 62,300 pounds, or if you go to competition pack, that's 65,300 pounds with the option of either a seven the twin clutch automatic or a six speed manual which sounds fun six speed manual six speed manual is this like the brand new ones coming out? yeah all which we talked about in the last podcast if you haven't Did seen, you haven't seen that? yeah interior stuff uh tip sort of well the same interior BMW. as every BMW. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you just take it out of an x5 and put it in the m4 is basically the same yeah. and the x5 was taken out of something yeah, yeah. <laughs> so the only difference with this really is well Lost carbon fiber everywhere. Mm-hmm. Um, wide, uh, wide high resolution screen with the iDrive navigation and entertainment system. Internet connection and web based m- music browsing and the. When you say card. entertainment system, please tell me you don't mean like a game system. <laughs> no, no, just sit there in traffic just playing Mario Kart <laughs> yeah. or something. But then like so, just some extra stuff that I found interesting. Like um, there's an Empower app that you can connect to the car through uh, iDrive that um sh- that shows you where you are on your GPS but also shows you like your speed acceleration and lateral acceleration <laughs> so yeah, just all in- <laughs> so just in case you're I bored. I feel like that's perfect for a BMW driver. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm not that much how, of a dickhead. The how type much of guy who this? buys it will go into the pub and be like Look at my specs on my BMW. <laughs> on look, my app. Look Did I tell the... you I drive a BMW? <laughs> and it's a manual. Did you not hear me drive in? Did you not hear my exhaust? <laughs> to be fair, the M4 does sound very nice. I mean, yeah. most BMWs sound beautiful. Though, and I think on the outside it looks nice as well. It's very just, aggressive. It's just a typical BMW though, isn't it? It's just a typical BMW layout. It's just your bog standard BMW with an M4 badge just stuck on it with more yeah. power. And... For the YouTube listeners, you'll see for audio listeners, the engine bay, what is that? It's just a little cover and a mess. Yeah. <laughs> Isn't that most engines now of all but the that's, electronics that's on just it? just cover and a mess. That's just very German, though. It is. It's, it's, like they <laughs> feel they put the engine cover over here. Yeah. They just put function every, over form. Yeah, they just cram everything into every space they can find. <laughs> I mean, if that's what they want to do, that's what they want to do. Right, Jack... You're up next. I have the Audi RS5, which I also nice. think is a very nice looking car. So, the RS5 is 444 brake horsepower, twin turbocharged, 2.9 litre V6, and it has an 8 speed automatic gearbox and a four wheel drive system. In the coupe. Well, I'd expect that from the thing saying Quattro on it. Yeah. <laughs> well, it just says Quattro right in the bumper. See, this is 63,000 standard, and then if you want the carbon edition, it's 76,000. Easy. Yeah. 0-60 uh, in 3.9 seconds. Top speed of 174. You've ever done me that. Yeah. And 32.5 miles per gallon. 
I yeah. think the BMW one is like you don't know Lamar's Pagano because it's a BMW. It's a BMW. <laughs> but no, I, the whole new Audi facelift kind of thing they've done it with a lot of their cars. I've got to say I'm a bit of a fan. Really, I like it. Yeah. I do like it, but the grill was a bit too big. The grill. It just the reminds back. me of a honeycomb. I don't. I mm. just don't like it. I'm not a fan of the back, but the front is. I actually like it. Yeah. I just, I just and the Nardo grey that Audi do is. Oh, it's class. <laughs> Interior <laughs> wise. I don't think there's anything special. There's nothing special about it's it. It's very really? Audi. It's just just that. Like you said, it's standard just just standard German, Audi, yeah. isn't it? Yep. But, nah. I mean, you're, Overall, dri- you're driving an RS5 car. at the end of the day. You it's can't fast, complain too much. It looks nice. Well, it better look nice because they're going to be really far up the backside of someone on the motorway. <laughs> <laughs> Bit of uh, indication. Get out my way. Get out my way. But, I mean, if I saw that coming up behind me, I'd be... I'll happily move. Look at it; it looks sick. Just to see it go past in. Oh no! But then you see the rear end, and then you throw <laughs> and then you think I should have got in front. <laughs> should have stayed front. I should have stayed there. I've just <laughs> noticed something with that car. It's got exhaust baffles right in the tips to for the loudening effect. They <laughs> <laughs> didn't hide that one well. No, I was more concerned about, Don't worry about it. What are the little vents next to the rear it's headlights? Cool your lights. <laughs> Call that indicator. There's obviously some purpose to them, but there must be, <laughs> unless it's something to do with the is air it to in take the rear air out, is it To take air out the uh, rear wheel arches or something. It's German, so it will work. Whatever <laughs> it is. In there for what it is though, I don't know. No, no one knows. Now, unless you was in that wind tunnel with them when they was doing it, <laughs> you ain't ever gonna know. Unless you stick your fingers like right. through the holes. Go I on, think this now. is the uh, group favorite. Lay us, lay us to rest. The uh, Mercedes C63 AMG. AMG. Uh, starting off, 469 brake horsepower. Uh, selling price, if you was going to buy one brand new, 67000 Sort of bit In less middle, than I was yeah. expecting for a Mercedes, because you know they like to overprice everything. <laughs> and then... Yeah. Uh, Nauts of 16, 4.9 seconds. Oh. Comes with a 4 litre twin turbo V8. Why do they get such V8. a slow Nauts to 60 out of such a big engine? I don't know, it's Mercedes. They probably went for luxury <laughs> more than speed. Uh, that is then... a poor Nauts to 60, though. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but you're driving Mercedes and the way it looks, especially with that matte uh, black, just look at it. Look it's at a it. very, very, very. And then good if we uh, go to the interior. Got a full leather interior with the AMG performance seats, which just look amazing. Yeah, they know how to do interiors, don't they? And then they just look great. Oh, look at that. You get your 10.3 inch display panel with all your controls on it. You've got surround system with uh, Bluetooth and Apple CarPlay. And then getting into a bit more technical, you've got electronically controlled limited uh, slip diff, rear slip diff, with AMG ride control suspension and adaptive dampeners to go with so when you're putting down all that uh, power from that V8 <laughs> you, you've got the suspension to react with you to make I sure you're doing everything you need to that do that big carbon in, interior I just like it's got a time it's just got a small little wristwatch sized clock right <laughs> in the middle oh and just it's look at it man what exhaust all the <sighs> I'd love a C63 come on just look oh, at it it is one of my dream cars is it no, How am I supposed to fight for the Audi when that's I was on gonna the screen? Say, this is the reason I took it, just to win the second Car Week podcast uh, yeah. debate. I just took the AMG because I knew I could get the majority vote here. 
Connor was very quick in choosing the C sixty three. He put it. He, he he said, "What are we gonna do?" I mentioned these, and he's like, "Okay, what three are we gonna do?" He mentioned the three we was gonna do. I was like, "Right, I'll take the C sixty three straight, straight away." away. He took it because I knew exactly who would want it. I was like, "Nah." I cried for nights after that, <laughs> <laughs> and I could see why after looking at it. I mean, come on, it's amazing. C sixty three. Do we do we even need to debate? Any more yes. about the bog, st- <laughs> the bog standard BMW and the Audi RS5? Come on. I think it is worth noting how surprised that I mean so the what? Audi and the BMW are faster. So what is everyone's uh, brake well, horse? What, the BMW. What is every what is everyone's? Mine's four four four. Four twenty four. Four six nine. So That's I've got more, more brake horse, but I've got a slower north of speed. Mine was four point nine. That's. 4.1. Was it 3.1? 4.1. 4.1. 3.9. 3.9. So you've got a whole second quicker. I know, a whole second. That's why I was surprised. Yeah, but then when we get into that top rev range, just <sighs> see you later, mate. What's your top speed? I, I couldn't find... I didn't yeah. look at the top speed. It's Mercedes, also, quick, so it's not going to be like properly look, limited, mate. is it? I'll be quick What's now. yours? 155. Do you know why I think that is, though? I mean, they maybe they limited it. Yeah, because I feel like all BMW, all uh, German cars are limited at 155, though, aren't they? Well, most of, like BMWs are. Apart from mine. <laughs> most like BMWs. But are I feel like a BMW M4 is a way more consumer car. A lot more yeah. people who not don't know how to drive but aren't used to driving a fast car will buy that, which I think is probably the reason that they limited it because you don't want loads of people running around at more than 150. I mean, especially with the autobahn in Germany, everyone's going to be mm. like... Especially oh, with a manual. <laughs> oh, God. Could you imagine the crashes in the uh, in Germany? Just everyone... <laughs> in unlimited uh, BMWs and Mercedes just going straight for it. Yeah. I do admire the manual, though. Yeah. I, think I do think that is a good option to bring in. And it's one thing I, everyone lacks, though, isn't it? I'm a fan of manuals, but honestly, I don't see a manual fitting in the C63 ever. I don't think. I don't think it should have one. Like ever. Now it wouldn't. Would, it wouldn't work with a would? Mercedes. I would want one personally. No, I just don't think it would be able uh, to w- lay down the power like it does. It, w- it probably wouldn't be able. To, it wouldn't have the performance. It wouldn't feel wise. like an AMG. It wouldn't have the performance-wise at all because it wouldn't have. It would just have the, the fun, uh, transmission though. and everything, but you'd have more fun. But I reckon the, the with a manual because it's a C63 AMG. It has enough fun. I don't think it needs a manual. It's an AMG. It's. I would like to just give it a go, though. I mean, like if they were to be ridiculous and make a black edition version and throw a manual in, that would be quite funny. That'll also be worth a lot of money in the future, <laughs> <laughs> judging by the old one. But I was gonna say, who's won then? I was gonna say, are we gonna? Are we, do we really need to take the vote here, or do I just put my hand up and say I've won, Jared? I'm gonna say like I agree with both of you that like the Mercedes is nice, but I do quite like. The M4 as well. I so, do like the M4, but I just can't trump it over the Mercedes. Jared's going uh, no, for the I, M4. I am more. You're gonna, a, you're gonna I go am more the M- of a BMW person. He went for the M4. I can't believe it. Jack, do I even need to ask you? You don't. C63. I've already said C63. Because if I had to go out and buy one of them tomorrow, it would be the C63. If you're gonna buy an Audi, I'll buy an RS6 over the RS5. That's not even quite right. Yes, I know. <laughs> well, I'm, an M5. <laughs> they are amazing. You want an M5? Okay. But, but maybe that's next car week podcast. I don't know. We'll find M5, out. M5 RS6. I'll have to find out. Tune in next week on Wednesday. What can but we say? I think that's uh, all for everything today. If we all wrap up. 
Yep. Yeah. So we've covered the motorsport. German, Hungary, Grand Prix. Car news. We've learned about them again. New cars. The crazy electric Lotus. The even crazier quad bike that's the, uh, the death what? machine is i think <laughs> we're gonna call machine. it now the death machine the beautiful 600 lt another tech edition and then we've had a car debate where we've come to the conclusion which everyone probably knew at the beginning the c63 is always going to be the winner so uh yeah if you listen on audio go check out the video version at youtube on uh youtube.com slash car week podcast if you're watching the youtube version you want to listen to it about uh, out and about you've got us on anchor uh itunes spotify Go- we've got google play yep, we google got play google. car week podcast again and just check out twitter our twitter and instagrams again For updates yeah. Yeah, yeah any updates car week podcast on both send of them. us different ideas to talk about ideas for the car debate topics you want to see anything just anything anything related just let yeah. us know anything you want to hear our opinion on as well um, um yeah we'll we'll please leave a like on youtube give us a five star rating on itunes <laughs> it helps help it'll everywhere. help a lot it'll helps help the reach yeah so uh yeah until thank you for watching until next wednesday yep bye. next wednesday see ya bye, bye.